The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to another podcast through The Natural Way with Sandy. Today's podcast is going to be about Alzheimer's and reducing the risk. So why are we doing this now? The reason we're doing this now is because we are seeing more and more people presenting with dementia type symptoms that in combination form Alzheimer's and I'll explain that shortly. We are noticing that we are getting higher numbers in our community presenting as well and the Natural Way with Sandy podcasts are all about helping people with any of their health and well-being issues and surely this is a really big one. First of all, I would like to thank Rosemary Ogilvie who helped me write an article about this subject some time ago and it has been printed in several magazines along the way. And so thank you, Rosemary, for that. And I'm sharing this article now and have added a few little things to the article to be able to help our podcast listeners. So when we're looking at these two words, Alzheimer's and dementia, let's start this off from the beginning. Dementia is actually a syndrome. It's not a disease. And this means that there are a group of symptoms that make up the syndrome. Something along the lines of, say, sluggish memory would be a symptom. And when we put a lot of these things together, forgetfulness and all of that, the body moves into a disease process down the track and that is then called Alzheimer's. And this is a disease that many of us dread, more particularly if we've seen family, friends, neighbours as an example, um, who have come down with Alzheimer's and we have that close relationship with them. It's a devastating disease to be around. In Australia, we have approximately 342,000 people who are afflicted with this brain atrophying disease and the number is actually expected to double in the next decade. It's interesting to note that 44 million people throughout the world suffer from Alzheimer's and in the United States, it now is ranked as the sixth leading cause of death. So current research does, however, tell us that there is a lot that we can do to prevent it and that it need not be inevitable when there's a family link. So that is why I'm writing this article to help people take a proactive step as well as with the article, putting it into the podcast to be able to get you thinking about what can you do to prevent or at least stave it off. So when we're looking at, well, what are some of the key players that we've got to look at when trying to control Alzheimer's? Well, the main steps are controlling blood pressure, eating a diet that is loaded with fruits and vegetables, mild exercise for both the body and the brain, and that's every day. I mean, every day we need to be doing that. And when we are looking at this, we'd say, okay, what information can I provide for you that may help? 
Now, you're never too young to start. So when I have clients in practice, I give them these snippets of information as well for prevention, even if they're in their 20s and 30s. You may have no symptoms. You could be in your 60s and 70s, but this information is relevant to every human being. So reflect back when I just said there about the uh, controlling blood pressure, what is a really interesting point to note is that Dr. Michael Venezuela, he's a PhD, in his book, It's Never Too Late to Change Your Mind. Now, this is a wonderful book. I'll repeat that. It's Never Too Late to Change Your Mind by Michael Venezuela, PhD. He looked at the latest medical thinking on dementia prevention symptoms, and he identifies a link between dementia and uncontrolled high blood pressure. I'll repeat that. He identifies a link between dementia and uncontrolled high blood pressure. Now, this high blood pressure is often linked to high stress lifestyle. High blood pressure, when you have it, it literally starves the brain of oxygen and that sets you on this devastating and dangerous path that leads to dementia symptoms. So for this reason, it is absolutely essential that you keep your blood pressure in check and keep looking at it regularly. And this day and age, you can get blood pressure monitors at chemists at a very, very cheap price and they're very accurate. And it is good to take it a couple of times a week just to keep an eye on it because often you may have high blood pressure and not have any symptoms. But other health conditions that are associated with Alzheimer's and the symptoms of dementia include high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance, obesity, especially increased belly fat, high uric acid levels, thyroidal dysfunction, heart disease and deficiencies of T3 cells, which is basically an inefficiency in your immune system. So what we need to look at is keep the cholesterol down, keep our diabetes in check, get that exercise for the obesity, look at reducing uric acid levels, make sure your thyroid is functioning well and that your cardiovascular system is in peak performance, but also remember that your immune system is the catalyst for everything, so maintain a healthy immune system. So, well, that sounds all quite complicated, perhaps, for, for you sitting out there listening in podcast land. Well, what's the link that we can do? In my clinical practice, I have clients that I've been seeing for 20 or 30 years. They are now in their 70s and 80s. And one pattern that I have observed, and it is observation, it's not clinical research I'm claiming, but I have observed that the people who have led off into dementia or are bordering around it with lots of symptoms are usually the ones who haven't exercised much, who eat a diet high in processed sugar and processed foods and sugars, low in fruit and vegetables, and usually because they don't like them, but more particularly, they are very low in vegetables except for potatoes. They like potato, but that's about the only vegetable that they will literally have. So if you're in this category, it's never too late to change. 
The link when we start looking at an interesting link in several studies where dementia symptoms have been able to be reduced is looking at linking B vitamins and getting them into your diet. So people with low levels of B vitamins actually had more dementia symptoms than people who had high B vitamins. So how do we get the B vitamins into our body? You guessed it. Fresh fruits and vegetables, but especially leafy green vegetables because they are very high in those vitamins, in the vitamin Bs. And also other plant foods that we look at, fresh fruits and vegetables, leafy greens high, and also add nuts, seeds, pulses, and whole grains. Now, there was a trial <clears throat> that was conducted, and it took two years. And there were 168 volunteers, and they found that the large doses of B vitamins could substantially reduce the rate of brain shrinkage in older people with memory problems or mild cognitive impairment. So the mild cognitive impairment was affecting 16% of people over the age of 70 and is also one of the big risk factors in developing Alzheimer's disease. So don't you think that what we need to be looking at is getting the B vitamins in, but getting it in through fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, pulses, having whole grain bread, having lots of seeds. The participants in the trial were given either a vitamin supplement containing high doses of vitamin B6, B12 and folic acid, or they were given a placebo. The brains of the people taking the vitamins shrunk by 0.76% per year on average, whereas the group taking the placebo experienced an average shrinkage of 1.0. So, in relation to this, there are now very many studies that have taken place, and we could literally do 10 podcasts on the amount of trials and to read the abstracts for you, but one thing is absolutely essential to get and grasp. Multi-Bs are so important to be able to get into your diet on a day-to-day basis. And if you are going to have struggle, really getting on Struggle Street, taking in lots of fruit and vegetables because you haven't eaten them for so long or ever for that matter, you might want to get, and you won't hear me say this very often, but get a supplement of the vitamin Bs and then slowly bring the food in. The other thing that we do know is, is that the nutritional deficiencies associated with Alzheimer's also included omega-3 essential fatty acids and vitamin K, like folate, and guess what? It's abundant in leafy green vegetables. So if we have deep sea fish three times a week, and we also have leafy green vegetables, and even if you juice them just to get them into your body, to be able to get this coming in, you say, I really don't like leafy green vegetables like your spinach and cabbage. Juice them, do a handful, put it through your juicer, put some apple or carrot with it to be able to change that flavour and there you've got it. You've now got great nutrients coming in. So basically what you need to do is to start early because the earlier you start prevention, the better. But by the same token, it's never, ever too late. 
I had an elderly gentleman who was 72 and he said to me, I'd only just met him and I was talking to him about Alzheimer's dementia. He was quite concerned about it. And I told him what he needed to do about fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains and all of that. And he said, oh my God, he said, no, he's one of the ones who he ate potato and that was mashed potato and he had it four times a week. That was the only vegetable he had. The only apple he would have, maybe he thought three times a year, he might have an apple, but that was because his wife made him do it. So what I said to him was, well, how do you think you'll go drinking something? Oh, yeah, I'll be better off to drink. So we got a handful of leafy greens. We got carrot. We got apple. We got some strawberries. We got some raspberries when they were in season. We got a different combination of fruit and vegetables, and he juiced that every morning and without fail drank it. You would not know this man after a six-month period. He actually took on the job of being the secretary for the local golf club and he was forgetting so many things when he first started. But he was as sharp as a tack after six months. And so therefore, it's never too late. We did get him, however, he loved salmon and he would have that three times a week to get those essential fatty acids coming into the body through food. So starting early... Go to the best pharmacy in town, your local fruit and vegetable shop, and load up with fresh produce. And if you really can't eat it, and I certainly understand that, folks. If you can't eat it, just so I've never done it, I really don't like the taste, you can mask a liquid and get that down better. So let's look at a couple of those little juices that I just ran through before for you. A little bit of cabbage, little bit of apple, a little bit of carrot, maybe some celery if you like the taste to create that palatable combination, maybe some strawberries that you might want to put in. You now can get blueberries, blackberries, all of those sort of berries. They're great to get in there. Chuck it all in and then start to commit to drinking. Just start with a port wine glass of this juice daily for 14 days. Share it with your family. If you live by yourself, that's okay. Just do small amounts. It's best not to make large amounts and have a weak supply because we don't want oxidization happening. So you do it, you make it, you drink it. So when we start seeing clients coming back who have committed to this 14-day challenge, they really can't believe how well they feel. They look better. Their skin looks good. They talk about vision and digestion has also improved. But although they may hate the juice initially, but we we try to get a a flavour that they're going to like to put it in there, they eventually reach the point where they look forward to it every day and really enjoy it because if they stop, they know where they're going to go. Now, some of them, they stop when they go on holidays. For example, they quickly feel the negative effects and they're back onto it as soon as possible. Now, you did hear me talk about previously about blueberries. Now, I love putting blueberries in because they have what's called the anthocyanin antioxidant content. Big word, I know. But blueberries have this wonderful antioxidant and it really does appear to offer protection against Alzheimer's. So eat them in abundance. Blend them into smoothies. Just have them straight out of the box. Get as many of those coming in to your body as much as you can. Now, I do want to mention one point, however. 
One thing to be aware of is some clients are on blood thinning medications such as warfarin and you must avoid leafy greens because of the vitamin K. And so what we need to be able to do there is to be able to get a small quantity may be acceptable, but you need to talk to your doctor and ask them how much you would be able to have. In fact, the smallest amount coming into your body can be extremely therapeutic. So ask the doctor about it and ask a naturopath who would be able to understand the complexity of the drug that you're taking and formulate a diet to ensure nutrient-rich foods that come into the body. But or it's not necessarily leafy greens that you may have to have if you're on warfarin. So please consult with your holistically trained healthcare provider. Many clients who say to me that they don't eat fruit and vegetables because they take nutritional supplements, what do I think about that? Well, you need to be guided by a professional. But what I would be suggesting that that professional must also know what complementary medicine or natural medicine is all about and that complementary being between the doctor and the naturopath. I prefer to use the term natural medicine practitioner for naturopaths and we are complementary to the doctor. The doctor is complementary to us. What I say to them is, Always think about the food that comes in for what that food offers and you may be able to reduce the supplements. They're not a replacement. It's not an either or. It is food first. Mother Nature knew what she was doing with all the nutrients that is present in food and they're perfectly in balance. It's not possible to replicate this in a tablet. But it may be that because you've had a really bad diet most of your life, you'll start getting maybe some supplements such as a multi-B that you will bring into your body. You'll get some essential fatty acids in a capsule, but really start bringing in some foods as much as you can just to start the process. It's also important when we're looking at the combination is be flexible. Think food first, supplement second, but um, if you're not going to eat the food because you, you're really sick and you don't want to, um, or you just say, every time I smell it, I, I just can't tolerate it, then okay, go towards a supplement. Now, what about then about exercise? People ask me so often about exercise. Well, you want to get the oxygen flowing to the brain by taking a bit of a walk I like doing what's called the cardiovascular walk. It's a 15-minute dedication. You head out and you walk out for nine minutes and back in six. Now, you could halve that down if you want to. So you go out for the longer period of time, get back in the shorter period of time. The 15-minute rule is a good starting point. Out for nine, back in six. So just time yourself and see how you go. But all activity, whether it's passive or active, it's important for staving off Alzheimer's. The saying, use it or lose it, is important. So when we talk about the physical exercise, we want to talk about brain exercise as well as the physicality. I'll do that in a moment, but people say, I can't really do more than about, you know, five minutes. You know what, folks, if that's all you can do, please do it. And then you'll notice that as your fitness levels come up, you might be able to do seven or 10, but don't not do it. 
So it's important. One client of mine who was in a wheelchair, and you can take some spirit from this, she's in a wheelchair, but she would actually do her upper torso movements every morning, and she'd be moving her arms and her body, and then to lift her legs, which she had to do by arm and her hands underneath her legs, she would lift her legs and put them down, lift them up and put them down. She started off doing that exercise for 30 minutes. She's at 84 now, and now as she is up, every day she does 60 minutes. Now, how impressive is that? It's fantastic. So there's never a reason why not to do it. Okay, so there's our physical exercise, but what about our mental exercise? Well, our mental exercise, learn a language. That's great. Or do crosswords, board games, puzzles, Sudoku, paint, draw, write, play a musical instrument, travel, enjoy an active social life, interacting with lots of different people. Brain gym exercises are also very beneficial and you can get that at www.braingym.com.au. So that's um, Brain Gym, www.braingym, or one word, .com.au. But I want to leave you with the key message. Don't wait. Start moving into prevention now. Even if you do develop Alzheimer's, eating well and exercising will certainly slow down its progress. So folks, until next time, you know what the drill is here. We're trying to build up as many numbers as we possibly can in subscribing to The Natural Way with Sandy. And I'll be bringing you more and more podcasts in the future around subjects that you ask me for. So please um, send me an email to sandy at sandyrogers.com.au for any subject that you would like and I'll put a podcast together for you. Here we've covered dementia and Alzheimer's and I do hope that you find the information to be one for solutions for you or for your well-being, recovery or prevention. It really is important that I would like you to be able to get as many people on your Facebook and them on their Facebook and, you know, the three degree of separation as we always say, please let's get this information out there because it's a free service to be able to help our community in the community to be able to have um, a better lifestyle uh, with their well-being. So please find happiness in every moment over and out for now. This is Sandy Rogers signing off. The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.